0: Welcome in live from, live from Titans and Buccaneers joint training camp practices. How we living on this Wednesday. It is an incredible atmosphere out here. at I'm not entirely sure what the Buccaneers practice facility is called, but regardless, the Titans and the Bucks have been going at it for about an hour now, and we're happy to be down here, courtesy of our friends at Scoreboard Bar and Grill. We got a loaded show for you today, Brian McBride general manager of the US men's national team is going to join us here in just a second. Will Compton at 12:20. We got the dumbest thing in sports this week. I got practice reports. Lucas, I'm sitting literally, I mean, I would say Thirty feet from where Tom Brady is going to hold his press conference, so I think that we're going to struggle to not disrupt the Goat's training camp uh, training camp media availability. We'll see if we can't have we'll, we'll see if we can't keep the Bucks media corps from hating me just sitting out here yelling into a microphone for three hours. You think he'll <laughs> you pick up? back
1: there? Yeah, I'm good. You think he'll pick up on the audio we're going to play from Tom Brady a little bit later? We are going to hear from Tom Brady a little bit
0: later, but this an appearance on HBO's The Shop because our buddy John Ledyard at Pewter Report wrote an article back in June how he thinks that the mother bleeper that Tom Brady was talking about may have been Ryan Tannehill and the team that shunned him may very well have been the Tennessee Titans in their free agency pursuit a year ago. If you want to get involved, 615-737-1045 is the number. 615-737-1045 is how you jump in on the conversation. What, What are you looking for? What matchups are you watching? Are you interested in hearing about, seeing from? We got videos on the zone, social media feeds. Is these sports cranking out a bunch of good content as well? We got it covered from all anglers down here, courtesy of our friends at Scoreboard Bar and Grill. We appreciate them making our coverage of Titans training camp in Atlanta last week and in Tampa Bay this week possible on 104.5 The Zone. What, I, I'll get into, uh, Lucas, I I don't know where to start because I saw Rick Flair at the hotel bar last night. I tweeted it out. People not believe me because all I did was take a shot of take a shot of the back of his head because I didn't want to go up and be like, "Hi, Mister Flair. My name's Buck. Would you do my, my radio show tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central Time?" Uh, people people are in disbelief that this was the actually the Nature Boy sitting in a sitting in a hotel bar drinking a glass of Vino by himself, watching SportsCenter Center at like 8:30 at night last night. So we could start there. We could start with some Titans and Bucks observations. We can. Get into the U.S. men's national team, if you so choose, because I know that Brian McBride is getting ready to enter the Zoom momentarily. In fact, let's do that with Brian McBride, the U.S. men's national team general manager getting ready to join us here in just a second. Sounds like we're connecting to uh, to his situation. My God, look at this setup. Brian's got back there. Uh, Brian, uh, we appreciate you joining the show. You're rocking a couple of trophies behind you. One nation, one team. Indeed, we appreciate you taking some time, sir. Oh, I think he's on mute there, Lucas. Let's see if we can't get Brian unmuted and uh, and get this thing going. Uh, we'll, uh, there we go. There we go. Listen, the, it's only 18 months into Zoom, Brian. It's all right. Everybody's still struggling with the mute button. That's how it goes.
2: It's been the first time we've had it today, but we have to have at least one time where we're on mute, right? So somebody can say, hey, you're on mute. <laughs> Nothing like live radio
0: to get it done. No, we appreciate you taking some time. So you guys are in town. You're taking a tour of the uh, taking a tour around with those trophies that you've got sitting behind behind you. For those of you watching on Zone TV, the Nations League trophy and the Gold Cup trophies both displayed prominently. So I guess we know obviously that the uh, the men's national team will play in the World Cup qualifying game against Canada here in just uh, just a little over a month. But what brings you to our fair city? And even though I'm not in our fair city right now, I'm down here in Tampa
2: Bay. Oh, nice. Um... Well, we wanted to make sure that uh, we, one, uh, were able to to get the trophies out for the fans. So if you would like to get a picture with either of the two trophies, um, you can do that today from 12 to 4 at the Visitor Center, or you can attend the Nashville SC uh, game versus Orlando, where, uh, again, you'll have the opportunity to to, uh, get a picture. And then secondly, just to try and uh, bring awareness that uh, we're coming in here on September 5th. And uh, for a very important game versus Canada and Canada is shown to to be very strong there after their Gold Cup showing themselves. So uh, important home game. We need to win those and uh, happy and excited to, to be here in Nashville for it. Without
0: question. And, and the growth of the game, certainly in our city, Brian, has been really, really cool to see. Understanding that, you know, the, the USL team before Nashville SC became an MLS squad. Uh, has been really, really rewarding. I mean, you yourself are embedded. You're an integral part of MLS h- history being in the inaugural draft way back when in 1996. What what have you made the growth of the game and where you now find it to to where it's expanding and furthering its reach across the country?
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. It really is, Bucket. And it has changed uh, the infrastructure of 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 our sport. You know, now we're not only seeing training facilities that are soccer specific, but we're seeing stadiums and and beautiful stadiums uh, in that. So um, all those things, I think, uh, help not only grow the sport, but it also helps with our environments for young players and, and really a place where they can call home and, and continue to improve. Uh, this has been a massive summer,
0: just kind of transitioning back to the to U.S. men's national team. This has been a massive summer american soccer uh what what have you how how are you guys how are you guys i guess receiving that understanding that you look for success every time you guys set foot on the pitch how have you guys kind of taken in all of the success that you've been able to have over the course of the last couple of months and how are you looking to capitalize on it
2: yeah it's uh it's been a great summer it really has you know to to win two trophies we had that opportunity and, and we actually were able to accomplish Huge amount of credit to the players, pool of players, and, and our coaching staff. Um, you know, there's there's something about winning things that builds momentum, but we also understand that we have a, a long row ahead, and making sure that uh, you know we focus now on World Cup qualifying, and that starts, as you said, in a couple of weeks.
0: Brian, there's U.S. Men's a... National Team General Manager, Brian McBride, here with us on 104.5 The Zone. Go ahead, Lucas.
1: Brian, there's such a focus on the young players within this player pool, right? That was the whole focus throughout the Gold Cup and made so many strides depth-wise for qualifiers coming up. So I want to ask you about the recent progression of some of those players, not the Christian Polistics or the Weston McKinneys, but the Brendan Aronsons, who scored a winner for Red Bull Salzburg uh, in the 90th minute yesterday, the Anthony Robinsons, who put in a great 90-minute shift for Fulham against Millwall yesterday in the English championship. How is the job in the day that we're living in now of young American soccer players? How is your job and Greg Burhalter's job different now than maybe it would have been about 10, eight years ago?
2: That's a good question. I just, I think it's, it becomes more of a understanding of what your pool is and knowing that not only do we have many dual nationals, but we have a lot of young players making the, the, the journey over overseas um, you know, this this summer was a, a great experience for us, not only on the Nations League side, but for the Gold Cup, and um, and giving Greg and his staff the opportunity to to see where depth is, and um, knowing that on top we still have, like you said, plenty of players that that weren't available uh, for either of those two tournaments, but still are making uh, huge strides in Europe. Um, but yes it's it's always great to see our our players overseas perform well brendan has been um, you know someone that has taken to this his experience himself and just you know, expedited his growth as a player and it's fun to watch
0: uh, general manager is a is a pretty unique title no for for a national team i i i didn't i, I guess what what is what kind of is with a with a general manager of a of a national team in soccer. And what's kind of the relationship between you and Greg Berhalter, obviously having been teammates and both of you having, you know, really played a massive role in American soccer history?
2: Yeah, I mean I think that relationship is is does help. Um, but overall it's really my job is about making sure that the coaching staffs on, on both the men's national team and our youth national teams have what they they need. Um, and then working through the the communication side and talking uh with with clubs with agents um and and really about preparing our our teams to to succeed so uh that a lot of times is you know listening to what is going on with our clubs and our teams and specifically with with the needs of our coaching staff with with the, the qualifying
0: game coming up here in the next month on September the 5th, by the way, at Nissan Stadium, it's going to be a fantastic event. I'm looking forward to going. I know Lucas is looking forward to being a part of it. What can fans who in, in Tennessee who may be new to the sport of soccer kind of expect from this game against Canada?
2: Yeah, I think you can expect uh, a very uh, exuberant crowd. Uh, if yeah. those who haven't been to a national team game, there's a group called the American Outlaws that tend to uh, create a a, um, a, a wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful experience, and and um, it it is nonstop throughout the game. So we're looking for that as far as uh, a national team, uh, the support itself, and then also uh, looking forward to to continue our relationship here in Nashville. Every time we've come has been an enjoyable trip for for U.S. Soccer.
0: Now, obviously, I don't know how much how much knowledge you would be able to share on something like this, but is it feasible for fans who are looking at this qualifying game and thinking, you know, for the for the future World Cup, is it possible that Nashville would be able to be one of these host cities? Cities is this kind of a testing ground, a testing opportunity for something like that?
2: Good question, Buck. I, I I'm not sure if if uh, I'm the right person to to answer that question, but I'm, I'm I imagine it couldn't hurt and knowing a yep. great city it is from a tourism standpoint uh now that nashville sc is is really grown roots uh in in the sports culture of, of this town i think all of those things have to be uh, positive
0: brian mcbride general manager for the u.s men's national team kind enough to give us some of his time here on 104.5 the zone go check out the setup that they have at the visitor center downtown go take some pictures with the trophies and make sure that you're going to check out nashville sc's game against orlando uh this week it's going to be fantastic it's going to be a really really good match coming up and of course the qualifying game against canada in september brian thank you so much for taking the time and uh and hopefully no more mute issues moving <laughs> forward into future interviews it was a pleasure to talk to you sir
2: thanks buck thanks Lucas. you guys have a good day
0: you as well. Brian McBride here with us on 1045 the Zone. Okay, we will take a quick break. We will come back with Titans and Bucks training camp observations. Lucas, I I can talk about this today and they're right on the field in front of me. Titans offense first, Bucks defense. I got some observations from the other side as well. This is 1045 the Zone. Back here live from training camp, Titans and the Bucks squaring off. Here in Tampa Bay, our coverage presented by Scoreboard Bar and Grill, the world's largest selection of bushwhackers. Perfect for these summer months if you want to go check them out. Many thanks to Brian McBride, General Manager of the U.S. Men's National Team, for joining us. Last segment, really fun interview. Going to be a lot of fun for soccer fans in Music City. Now some updates before we get into what's happening physically on the field and 11 on 11s and 1v1s and all of these things that people want to know about and you know that I'm polluting your Twitter timelines with, Monty Rice, Titans third round pick linebacker out of Georgia was carted off the field earlier in practice while we were in commercial break um, in work against the Bucks. I believe it was their second team offense. So bad news uh, there so far. You know the, the thing that you're that you're looking to prevent at a all of this. Stuff uh, really just leading into the season, the preseason, training camp practices, the joint work that these teams are getting this time of year right now in the NFL. You're trying, you're trying to avoid injuries. They, they are for the most part inevitable, but certainly not a, not a, uh, not a good moment for Monty Rice. Unfortunate for him. So we we, uh, we wish him a speedy recovery with whatever it is that he's dealing with. I'm sure Mike Frable will be asked about that after practice, and I'm sure he will vehemently. Uh, gonna, not dodge the question, but say we don't talk about injuries in Tennessee, even though they're not in Tennessee, they're in Tampa Bay. 615-737-1045. If you want to get involved, 615-737-1045 is the number if you want to weigh in. What are you looking for the Titans to get out of these joint practices with the Bucks? I think that's the question that many people are asking. A, a lot of you know, a lot of fans not being able to see this Titans team. Throughout the course of the offseason, that's open stadium practice, the first time in really all offseason that you've been able to see work from this team in its, uh, in its full form. Now, I think ultimately, you know, you look for you look for your top performers, your top your stars to work against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers stars and kind of show out and show up. But, you know, in order for that to happen, the uh, the stars for the Titans would need to be on the field I got a list of dudes who did not dress out today and it's i I don't know if it's I'm not prized I guess I'm not surprised by the situation with Julio Jones but certainly when it comes to AJ Brown who was in uh, not in uniform today the Nico Autry was not dressed out today Uh, there's a handful of guys and I'll read you this full list as I scroll through my Twitter timeline to get you a fuller picture of the dudes not in attendance a.j brown Denico autry nate davis ben jones darrington evans dane crookshank jeff swaim not out there for the titans including julio jones so that is uh you know un- unsurprising i guess for the for the star receivers We would hope that a.j brown gets a little work in tomorrow because this i mean this Bucks this Bucks team obviously defending super bowl champions they had they are stacked top to bottom they brought back all 22 starters on both sides of the ball from the Super Bowl team. I, it's, it's why I am so frustrated every time we have to talk about the salary cap during free agency and things of that nature because there's no way, feasibly, that the Bucs should have been able to return their entire starting roster from the Super Bowl a season ago. But they found ways to do it with things like voidable years. Tom Brady getting an extension that wasn't really uh, a four-year extension that wasn't really an extension in the way that they voided the years and made his salary um, palatable to fit under the salary cap. The math is uh, is something, Lucas. I know that on this show typically eludes us. But the biggest storyline right now, if you uh, if you ask some of the Bucks media, like our friend John Ledyard of Pewter Report, who wrote an article about this back in June, maybe between Brady and the Titans, Brady has not seen the Tennessee Titans since they ended his season back in the 2019 playoffs. His final appearance with the New England Patriots, a Logan Ryan pick six to ice the game. In New England, in the wild card round, that's the last time Brady squared off uh, against this team, against his former teammate Mike Vrabel, and against his former coworker, general manager John Robinson. A-, a team in the Titans that I think many people thought was in legitimate pursuit of Brady, and frankly, was. Things seemed to kind of fizzle out there towards towards the you know the middle of free agency when it seemed that they were very much determined to head in the direction of Ryan Tannehill, an extension for Tannehill and Derrick Henry. To run it back, I believe is what all of the marketing said in uh, in the way that they returned their the bulk of their starting offense from the 2019 season. But Tom Brady goes on. So Tom Brady, you know, pursued in free agency, ends up here in Tampa Bay, works out swimmingly for everybody involved because they win the Super Bowl. Because that's what Brady does. And then uh, for then for for Brady. You know, as as athletes at the peak of their competitiveness, do, he felt slighted. He felt uh, he felt uh, like this was not something that any team should have turned down his services. And he said as much on HBO, on LeBron James show, the shop when he's talking, he isn't naming names. He isn't talking about a team or a player specifically, but he did say that he was he felt disrespected and a disrespected Tom Brady is not something that you want to see this courtesy of HBO. There was a story in free agency, one of the teams, they
1: were interested, and all of a sudden, they weren't interested at the very end. I was sitting there thinking, you're sticking with that mother <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Tom probably had no desire to go to that team, but now it's like, why don't you want absolutely. me? Like, why- <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. When I look back, I'm like, I way I would have went to that team. <laughs> but they said they didn't want me, and <laughs> I know what that means. I know what that feels like, and I'm going to f*** you up because of that. <laughs>
0: That's Tom Brady in a, in a room. It's a, it's a bizarre uh, accumulation of superstars that he's surrounded by. The audio courtesy there of HBO's The Shop. It's Tom Brady, Draymond Green, Chelsea Handler, and like Kid Cudi. It's a very, I mean, it's a very eclectic group. It's certainly, you know, it's like a, it's like a superstar version of the 615 Sessions podcast, except with, you know, the greatest at their positions or in their professions and things of that nature. Not that the podcast isn't good, but you know what I'm saying. So Tom Brady feels slighted. Tom Brady feels disrespected. Tom Brady is going to make those mother bleepers pay. Right. And so Ledyard on pewter report wrote about this back in June when this clip surfaced and went viral and began to be a discussion point because, you know, there was conversations about, was it the Raiders and Derek Carr? Was it the Titans and Ryan Tannehill? And surely, you know, at least to me, it didn't make sense that it would be Tannehill because Tannehill is the player is the quarterback who beat him, in the playoffs. Now, in reality, it was Derrick Henry and a uh, more stout Titans defense than the one that we saw a season ago that ended Tom Brady. Tannehill's performance in that game was, I mean, it was effective, but it wasn't anything overwhelming, right? I mean, you saw, uh, you saw Tannehill, I think he threw, he threw an interception. He, uh, he passed for just over 70 yards. He did have a touchdown, but it wasn't anything like the efficiency wasn't, you know over the top it was Derrick Henry and a defense that ended and you know a lack of skill position players the thing that ultimately caused Tom Brady to one of the things that ended up causing Tom Brady to leave New England and come down to Tampa Bay is that he had more control over personnel down here uh it would seem with the fact that I'm watching Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski in front of me alongside Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and all of these uh all of these spectacular skill position players that they have across the board. Then you get and Sue to come along because you're building a super team in the NFL and we're going to go out and win rings, right? That's what Tom Brady did. So he's talking about this mother bleeper. You're, you're sticking with this mother bleeper over me? Really? That is kind of the energy. Now, Brady's going to come out and be competitive no matter who it is that's across the field on it uh, from him, whether it be you know a, a preseason game with little – and it, by the way, don't expect any of these guys to play in the preseason game – like the starters, anyway, Brady, you know, Tannehill, Derrick Henry, certainly not AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Like Taylor Lewan, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a cast of uh, a cast of castoffs, basically, on Saturday at Tampa Bay. But certainly, in these joint training camp practices, there is there is a level of energy that Brady brings to the field. But it does feel like, certainly, with Frabel and Tom, the way that they chirp at each other across the practice field, the way that they did before the 2019 season when. Brady in his final year with the New England Patriots came to uh, came to Tennessee and we had that uh, that moment where Brady's kind of walking on the field. you hear Vrabel shouting at him, Brady saying, you know, you worry about your own bleep. A lot of Tom Brady doing a lot lot of cussing that I can't do myself on FCC radio. So we're going to try and avoid all that because you look like you had something to say.
1: Yeah. Was it the no walking on the field thing? No walking on the field. Uh, right? But I was going to say, I couldn't believe the Bucks played Brady in the first preseason game, and I can't believe they might play him in the third preseason game. I, I mean, have you met, have you seen any of Bruce Arians' work? Are you familiar? The I know, Texas it's just, fans. it's insane to me. Like, th- the fact that Tom Brady got sacked in a preseason game should strike fear into the hearts of every Bucks fan on the planet.
0: Not his head coach. That's not to now- help not how Bruce plays it, right? It's no risk at no biscuit and in everything,
1: including,
0: you know, your 44-year-old quarter, quarterback in a meaningless preseason game against the Bengals. 737 1045. What matchups are you watching throughout the course of this training camp? What ones are you curious to learn about? Who are you I mean for the cliché, you know, you hear the Titans players say all the time, iron sharpens iron, right? And you know, we don't typically traffic and things like that around here, but it is an opportunity to see how you stack up. Now as far as my observations from the first hour practice by the way it's still ongoing they've moved to the third you know the the fame everybody's got a third field so the bucks and the titans currently running special teams drills on the third field right now so i am not able to tell you exactly what's going on i have a, a cast of uh, of media members and a collection of players and coach mac strolling across the field uh giving me the give me the horn he's giving me horns up not horns down coach mac uh, Coach Mack probably respects the University of Texas a little more and probably not as a Horn frog, I should, I should say. But 615-737-1045, what are you looking for for the Titans to gain out of these joint practices? I'll tell you the first drill that I gravitated towards first, because I've got I've got three in particular three themes that I'm kind of keeping tabs on from back here what i want to see and what i went over to watch first and foremost today was the bucks offense the bucks skill position players against the titan secondary right the titan secondary that features a lot of new guys features a lot of young guys dudes who are working their way back from injury lot, christian uh, christian I just combined it, uh, elijah molden and christian fulton both molden and fulton though working through a little bit of nicks and bruises through training camp um, and find it both out on the field, Caleb Farley out on the field in these one on ones and in 11 on 11. It should be noted, but I wanted to see how they stacked up. So I, I went over, I gravitated towards the Bucks offense first, the Titans defense first, and I'm keeping tabs of all of these, you know, 11 on 11 matchups via Twitter at Buck rising is where you can follow along. And Will Compton, by the way, who will join us at 1220, has demanded I tweet play by play thread. So that's what we're doing. So like first the first play, Mike Evans beats Breon Borders inside. Dropped, he drops the pass on a route across the middle. And and really outside of that and a jackrabbit deflection off Antonio Brown, Brady, Brady was eating these dudes up. I mean, chewing them up. Absolutely pinpoint accuracy. Beautiful touch on the ball. This was something for Tom Brady, that as soon as he missed those first couple and as soon as Evans had that drop, he, he wasn't going to go back to that. Again. All right, he wasn't going to go back to Mike Evans, but he wasn't going to let the Titans defensive uh, defense, or the secondary best him again like that. And since since then, he has been dicing them up, up and down the field. Now, in one-on-ones, it's obviously different than 11-on-11s. One-on-ones, just as we talked about A.J. Brown smoking all the Titans DBs during the early part of training camp it's it's inherently designed to favor the offense you guys know this I know this everybody out on the field knows this and when a DB makes a play on -on one-on-one it's that much more impressive because of how much more difficult it is to do but certainly Farley Farley did have a breakup on a Mike Evans pass on a pass from Brady to Mike Evans and I tweeted it out from the zone's Twitter account but it didn't really look like like it didn't it looked, I mean, he made a play on the ball, right? He made the play. That's all that matters. doesn't matter how he looks as long as he makes the play. But for the majority of these drills, he, he just, he gets beat on in-breaking routes a lot, I've noticed. And this is, again, a player that has not played football in two years, coming off of the opt-out season and coming off of back surgeries, healthy enough to be out here and participating in practice, clearly, but certainly something that he's still trying to get his feet back under him. He, he, you know, he's rebounding fine after fine after plays. It's not like his body language stinks or anything like that, but inside breaking routes and routes across the middle uh, have not been a strong point for Caleb Farley to defend so far out here on the field. And listen, the bucks have an incredible collection of talent. I'm looking at their roster from top to bottom. I mean, it's crazy just on face value, but from, from the standpoint of the wide receivers, you've got Scotty Miller, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Uh, somebody named Cyril Grayson, who absolutely smoked Breon Borders in a drill. The release off the line of scrimmage was unbelievable. You have uh, ah, – I should have tried to get Keyshawn Vaughn, former Vanderbilt running back on the show. I didn't think about that until just now. But you have O.J. Howard, Antonio Brown, uh, Cam Brait, Rob Gronkowski. Like, this is a team top to bottom on that side of the football, and particularly with their skill position players. We haven't even talked about the running back, Leonard Fournette, who you know I know – Titans fans have mixed emotions about how good he actually is, but he's a Super Bowl champion right now playing behind a pretty stout offensive line. I mean top to bottom the talent is crazy. The talent is absolutely insane. So you understand that going in, but the this is the kind of caliber competition that the Titans defensive backs are going to have to sharpen their skill sets against. Remember how many of you said uh, said or or tweeted me or you know called into the show and voiced the opinion of, well, how much better is our secondary going to be as Titans fans going up against Julio Jones and A.J. Brown? How, how much better, how, what an opportunity for them to be able to work. And then, you know, uh, predictably, Julio Jones doesn't practice. What I've been telling you since he got traded here, back, uh, back in June, Julio Jones doesn't practice. Don't expect him to get a lot of work against these guys. A.J. Brown has been; they have been cautious with him, as they have with a lot of the veterans, and that is their right to do. Now, how much better or worse it is making uh, it is making the secondary, or how much better the secondary could have looked had they been seeing the full complement of offensive skill position talent for the Titans. You know, you can debate, but it's more important, I think, from my perspective that their skill position players stay healthy and that the DBs try to, try to learn against the competition that's out on the field. Because Marcus Johnson, by the way, he's been giving them
1: that work too in training camp. It's not anything that that's that deep. I understand Julio Jones isn't expected to practice. He probably will, will hardly practice all season, but shouldn't Titans fans have a reason to be, have some level of concern that a new team, a new quarterback, that he's getting zero reps, especially when he was out there during OTAs and during minicamp, he was very present I mean, I think a level of concern is fair from Titans fans that are wondering why is Julio Jones not getting the time with this quarterback, like not even one day of practice here and there. Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not fair for them to be concerned.
0: I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying tough leap. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing you can do about it. That's just the way he has an agreement with the coaching staff, just as he had an agreement with the coaching staff in Atlanta. But this is the way that he handles himself. This is the way that he gets his body ready to perform on Sundays when you need Julio Jones to do Julio Jones things, and that's just the nature of of the transaction. You can be concerned. You can you can have you can and they're, the concerns are legitimate. What's the uh, what's the connection going to be like with Tannehill once they finally once they finally get out on the uh, get out on the screen, uh, get out on the. Uh, get out on the, uh, get out on the field together. But I think ultimately, um, you know, you're just going to have to eat it in that regard, because that's not something that you can do anything about. 615-737-1045. We will come back. We will take your reaction from Titans training camp practices against the Bucs. Darrington will lead us off. He's always one of our favorite callers around here. If you want to get involved, you can do so as well. Don't forget, dumbest thing in sports this week. Coming up, we'll carry Mike Rabel's press conference. Will Compton We'll be here at 1220 because I've been roasting him on Twitter, so I can't wait to see him in person. This is, this is 1045 the zone live from Titans and Bucks training camp practices presented by scoreboard, bar, and grill. Back here from Titans Training Camp 1045 the Zone, broadcasting live from the Bucks Practice Facility. I'm trying to keep it down as much as humanly possible because uh Bucks head coach Bruce Arians is currently at the podium. <laughs> we're sitting about 50 feet from it. So certainly when Tom Brady gets over here, we're probably gonna have to keep things to a hush. We'll also clear we'll also care. You probably hear Bruce in the background. Uh we'll we carry Titan's head coach Mike Fraple's press conference here in just a minute as well. But first we go to the phone, 615-737-1045. Uh, is how you get involved in the conversation. Darrington is up first, live from Tampa Bay. How are we living, brother?
3: How are we doing, Buck? And shout out to all the Buckheads out there listening. we uh, he got here live he and <laughs> direct. Yes, sir. Okay, my thing. Uh, Mr. Luke, and just to let you know, um, I, I like listening to different radio stations in different places. And Tom Brady said that he loves preseason. It helps him to be good and not good. So that's what he said. No okay.
2: doubt. Uh,
0: so I thought Darrington sound like he sunk into the into the sports talk radio <laughs> caller option. Oh, uh, there he is. <laughs> it's, a, it's all right. It's yeah, all right, Darrington. We'll I get wasn't. you another time. 615-737-1045 is how you jump in on the conversation. Choppy phone line today for Darrington, if you want to get involved. But no, I what he, what he was saying was, you know, Tom Brady likes to play in the preseason. He likes to get those live reps, he likes to see those bullets flying around him and and i you know i understand that but you also you know if you if you're bruce arians who's speaking right next to me you got to understand that this this dude is to be protected first and foremost above everything now lucas it looks like somebody may be over at the podium i don't know if you've got anything up on the twitter feed right now but you let me know when we see or if we see anything broadcasting live from the titans and we will make sure that we uh, that we carry that press conference live for the people so that we don't completely disrupt things here for the Bucks Media live from Buccaneers and Titans joint practices. Our coverage, of course, presented by Scoreboard, Bar and Grill, the world's largest selection of bushwhackers, is where you can find food, music, sports. What more can you ask for out there at Scoreboard Bar and Grill? Very appreciative for their time. Um, I think Lucas, the thing we the conversation we were having prior to uh, prior to the commercial break, prior to talking about Brady. And you know, the mother bleeper that potentially took an opportunity from him to play for another team that was not Tampa Bay. The thing that we were talking about was the matchups that I'm interested in watching out here, the matchups that, uh, uh the matchups between the bucks and the Titans. First and foremost, you know, I asked, I know you, you played this audio on Blaine and Mickey, uh, earlier this week of a question that I asked Taylor Lewan and one that he kind of one that he kind of, uh, one that he kind of, you know, laughed at, did a bit of a stand-up routine. But first, we'll go to Kevin Byard, Titan safety, live at the podium, and we'll talk about that later on in the show.
3: Uh, clean up some stuff that we need to clean up, and be able to see it the same thing again tomorrow, and see how we get better. So, uh, just a great couple of days of practice. Um, like I said, I mean, I, I would have to watch the film, but like I said, we continue getting our, our hands on the ball, so that's always great. I always talk about turnovers being one of the main factors of winning and losing games, so it was good to see us get some turnovers. Uh you know, our you know our mantra is effort and finish. I think uh as a team, especially as a defense, I think we were conditioned. Uh, like I said, I don't think we started as fast as we wanted to, but I think the conditioning kind of showed as we got along in practice we started to get our hands on some balls, defense started to stop the run. So that's definitely good to see, but obviously we want to put it together for the entire practice. But like I said, uh great teaching lessons we're gonna watch on the film later on. Uh I don't I wouldn't say it's not necessarily winners and losers, but I would definitely say we want to see who's going to co- come out here and compete today. That was the main thing, trying to see who's going to compete, uh, especially for guys that's fighting for roster spots, guys that's trying to elevate their game. Uh, that's the main thing I think we're going to watch later on today, see who competed and you know who was conditioned, who ran to the ball, stuff like that. That's the type of stuff that you want to see, especially from the entire group. No, nah, no problem. Thank you.
0: <laughs> A brief press conference there with Titan Safety Kevin Byer here on 1045 this i very brief indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I guess everybody's hot wants to get out of Tampa Bay sun. Uh soaked. 615. He's soaking wet. Is he is he is he just dripping? I mean it's it's bad out there. I can't imagine what it's like to be actually doing physical things. We're sitting here. It's it's been pretty, you know, we've had some cloud cover. We're obviously sitting out here in a tent uh out here at Bucks training camp practice, but my god, uh, to be out there on the field. It is for, for Tampa, it's pretty light, but I can understand that guys are, uh, guys are probably losing some body weight. Let's go to Mike Vrabel live at the podium right now, out here from Bucks from the Bucks practice facility.
4: Start the period, you know, the first early part of the period. You know, certainly got tired and, and some things showed up. Um, you know, some details, some focus, uh, certainly conditioning. Um, but that's why you come down here and practice. So I felt like there were some good things. We'll take a look on it. And you know, when we get back.
3: have they, before even today, you know, the tempo, the, the pace, the intensity. How was, does that help defense,
4: Well I mean, I think we try to practice, you know, at a at a great pace um, against ourselves, but you know, that doesn't get replicated. I think it does get kicked up a notch. I thought guys took care of each other for the most part. Thought there were some competitive reps and you know, hopefully the, the pressure that they can put us on you know, on our defense is, is only going to help us. What
2: do you think about the run
4: game today? Pads on and on game, on I mean, again, we started the first period. I had um, 10 pluses and, and, and 2 minuses as I was charting plays, just standing back there You know, as far as getting some free access um, on the run game or, or blocking them in, in the play pass and, and completing passes. So and I felt like we, we started out really well. I don't know how well we finished, but I know that we, you know, early on in that first and 10 period, I thought that was um, some, some pretty good efforts on our part to get them covered up and, you know, and get the backs into the second level. Well, was, so much going on out here. How did you, kind of of what you wanted to see? Yeah. Well, I mean, normally in these practices the you know, the the head coach stays with the offense and Bruce was with you know, their offense and I stayed with our offense and, you know, kind of operated that way. And then it was special teams. I, you know, would go over there and see what was going on. And one-on-ones, I kind of stayed with our offense and, you know, watched, you know, some of that stuff.
1: Chester and Marcus translate what
4: they've been doing. Yeah, I mean, I thought they showed up and I thought they competed. Um, you know, those guys have been out here every day. They've taken a lot of reps and, you know, the production continues to show up and, uh, you know, we'll we'll take a look at it and see how it goes. I'm sure there's a lot of things that they need to correct, but you know, I noticed both those guys today as well.
2: What the
3: high yeah, I mean,
4: you got you got a quarterback that's you know, you know going to be in the hall of fame. You got guys that are all pros, receivers, you know, speed and size. Yeah, I mean, you got you got a quarterback that's you know, you know going to be in the Hall of Fame. You got guys that are all pros, receivers, you know, speed and size and quickness. You know, so they throw a lot at you. you know, not to mention the tight ends that they have. So any chance that we get a good receiving back, you know, a very good receiving running back. So sure, it was a huge challenge over there, and uh, look forward to, to seeing how we stood up. Is it a big, is big, difference, difference, like, is it a big difference in itself? facing someone who's not a Titan? With. You know that's what all part of this practice is being able to adjust and adapt as you go through and kind of see what happens early in the day um, and, and then if you get that same matchup or same play later on in the day um, you know we'll watch some tape and then hopefully it comes back and, and some of those mistakes get corrected tomorrow
1: drill
4: how what I'm sorry I'm the win is it well yeah I mean that was actually the first half you know I so they wanted to You know, and I thought that was a good opportunity for us to tell our guys, like, hey, we want to end with points or we want to end with the ball in our hand. They're getting the ball at the second half. So
0: that was Titans head coach Mike Vrabel at the podium meeting with the assembled media. We will uh, come back, take a quick break, and uh, take your phone calls as well. 615-737-1045. I'm Buck Rising. This is 104.5 The Zone.